Hey guys, Sam here. Just a quick note at the top of the episode, my solo hour Dandelion is coming to the Factory Theatre as part of the Laugh Out of Lockdown Festival 2021. Tickets are on sale now at the link in my bio or at laughoutoflockdown.com.au. Shows are 25th, 26th, 27th of November. Uh, Use the discount code Dandelion with a Y to uh, get half price ticks because you will listen to the pod and you deserve it and I love you. Yeah, greatest hour I've seen in quite some time. Get around it. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love it. Will? Uh, All right. Get to, get to Sam's show. Love you. Bye. All right. Welcome back to the Boys Watch Charmed. It's, uh, we're all here. Mm-hmm. Will, Sam, and Alex. It's good, boys. How are we? How are we today? I'm good. Will's already on his phone. Sorry, I was. I'm getting the um. Synop- I forgot to get the synopsis. Oh, okay, that's all right. Oh, you're actually being a consummate professional, disguised as a uh, an absolute signs dog. one Spotify deal and <laughs> look at him go. No, uh, I'm good. I'm a little bit knackered. We had to watch this uh, twice. We had yeah. to watch this episode twice. Um, best episode I think so far in the season for sure. Hands down. This I, is so, it's such a good episode. I'm really... I, I'm starting to understand why this was such like a big deal in the 90s. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. When I finished the episode, um, I was like, wow, I cannot wait for season two. This is so good. And then it's Stan was like, play next episode. And I clicked all episodes. Mm. And there's 22 episodes in a season. And oh, my man. dick dropped out of my pants. It's crazy how much patience people in the 90s must have had. Because it's not just like... It's not like, oh, well, well let me binge all 20 episodes. It was, no, you're waiting until next week. Yeah. You're waiting until next oh, yeah. week for episode 11. You're going to have to wait almost half a year to finish this season. Yeah. And you've got to be there at the right time on telly, 9.30 or whatever. Well, yeah, because then you miss it. It's literally what we're doing now, which is which is crazy. The fact that we're watching it week by week instead of what I think we all want to do, which is just go to the next episode. Yeah. This sucks. Like, like, <laughs> doesn't it feel weird not being able to go to the next episode? Life got exponentially better, pretty much. Post I mean, binge. not sort of outside, you know, with you know everything catching fire and the the us all being in our seventies when the climate wars start happening. But I mean, in general, like if you want to be entertained, it's so quick and easy. Yeah, man. Because every time, because I'm, it's hard. I'll tell you what it is. It's hard to catch a rhythm with this show mm. because we're watching it week by week, and then you have to remember everything that happened last week. Yeah. And every time I sit down to watch this week's episode, I'm like, oh, that was so good. Let me get into the next episode. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't because then. I'll forget and I'll have to watch it again next week. It needs a previously on chart. Yeah. Because I actually forget what was sort of happening because I we talk about it all and then it, I just dump it out of my head and yeah. then I realize, fuck, I have to watch another one. Dude, it, it wasn't... It, every single time I turn this on, I forget Leo's fucking name. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. my attention span is just gone. Yeah. Leo, Daryl, both of them. I just never remember yeah. their name. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly... It's like... It's crazy how much we've gone from like Charmed, which is four essential characters, and we can't remember their name, but I can tell you everybody's name in Game of Thrones. <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. some fucking. But it's because you binge the entire thing. You know what I mean? You sit down, you binge it all out, and you're like, oh, yes, I yeah. remember now. But like week after week after week after week, yeah, I've got other shit that's in my mind. I need that real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using that for remembering other stuff like. 
being on the playground in grade two and fucking yeah. Ethan Burke kicking me off the swings. You know how like <laughs> I watch these like these YouTube videos where they're like it's called the Armchair Historian. He's great, mm. but it's like a twenty minute animated documentary and like what happened in the Crimean War and breaking down Stalingrad and it's like it's fascinating. Never retain any of that shit. Instead, mm. it's just like oh, what's my favorite type of dip? Dude, a hundred percent. My brain is filled with just. I don't know any good knowledge. I know nothing. If I go to a quiz night, I'm mm. always the one that fucks everyone over because I know shit all. But I know every single Premier League player's number on the back of their jersey. If you ask me yeah. any yeah. any player. But that's about, what a waste. Uh, Jose Kunsevich. Ah, uh, 13. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty schmick. Who's Jose Kunsevich? That's one I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, plays, he plays for the Portuguese Suns. Yeah. <laughs> he plays lockback. Um... <laughs> No, it's. I was talking to Beck about this this morning. I think that your media diet is so important to who you are. Mm. Like your personality will change based on your media diet. Yeah, I feel like because week by week, like the political thing that you were saying, or like you're watching about like the Crimean War. I just have like polit- American political commentators in my head, but I'm not retaining anything. I just remember names. Yeah, like today, I, and I couldn't tell you why. All I have Rachel Maddow stuck in my head. That name's so familiar. That's what I'm saying. Is that I, a fox lady with blonde hair? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But yesterday I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh all day. And so the person I am today is the guy that has half Yu-Gi-Oh GX and like, it's time to duel and Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Isn't that freaky though? That's why everyone like, for example, on TikTok, like you just see people getting obsessed with like the new trend or like whatever's kind of like the Travis Scott thing. I think people have just forgotten about now. Thank and God. now they're onto the Jake Gyllenhaal, Taylor Swift thing. Like, yeah. because so quickly, like the app just feeds you all this different information all the yeah. time. Whereas back in the nineties, as you said, it was charmed for half a year. And that yeah. was just your- you And just that's what you, everybody knew. Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing is like, if your thing is, cause also your algorithm will cater shit to you. So, exactly. so your world is whatever your algorithm is but then you talk to someone else like beck just had felt, felt this yesterday at a gig she was she was like who's her, listened to the new taylor swift album and like 10 people put their hand up and she was like i thought it was everybody it's like because yeah if, if your algorithm's telling you yeah it's so did you, weird. Did you hear about what china's doing with their algorithm on their version of tiktok uh let me guess the prime minister is the best kind of but like <laughs> uh, if you're under 16 all your TikTok will show you is like science experiments to do at home. Uh, like, uh, Oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like political, like, uh, like very patriotic stuff, like educational stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're under 16, that's all you get. Beautiful. And I'm kind of on board. They ride, a, they run a tight ship. I'm kind of on board with that. I like it. I think after 17, if you get onto it and you want to become an influencer at 17, fine. But if you're if you're ten and you want to be an influencer, I feel like something's wrong. I be oh, I, yeah. I I made and I've told I told you this before, but a little while ago I made a conscious choice on Instagram to like wipe all of like the thirst traps and all yeah. of like the thoughts, and I just replaced them all with like whale shit. It's good for you. It's Dude. so good for me because I was just horny all the time, mm. and then I get on TikTok and like I can't imagine being twelve and just constantly seeing that. Uh-huh. And where's your uniform? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, man, it's too. It's it's just got eight year olds jacking well, off. What a nightmare. It's also weird because like I've had videos taken down because I've sworn in them, but then the next video underneath mine will be a baby with two heads. Yeah. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Or just some chick's nipples. Dude, someone's like, breastfeeding. Yeah, big well, ones. I mean, I haven't seen the breastfeeding <laughs> ones, but I'll just, I'll just see a chick in, in see-through shirts. It's like, you get, those are her tits. You just go, those are her yeah. tits. Yeah. And she goes like, that's fine. And then the comedian goes, well, fuck, man. And he's like, okay, easy. There are kids on this app. Yeah. You sick fuck. Yeah. yeah. Kids don't want to say fuck. They just want to know what it feels like to want to fuck. Okay, <laughs> come on, pull your finger out. I, I'm going to become a really, really, really conservative old man, I think. You could I, I could have gotten that from 10 minutes after meeting you. <laughs> Dude, I think, I swear to God, you reach a point now in your mid to late 20s where I'm just like, I just find myself getting like a real curmudgeon vibe. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, the world's changing. What are these young people doing? Oh, you can't post anything over 60 seconds. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah, totally. Where's my water crackers? <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's also, it's like the fact that everything's so sexual. Because I remember when that was going down, when everybody was like, you know, it was called the great unfollowing. When everybody unfollowed the the thirst trap accounts that they were following, yeah, it was like a whole movement, right? It was hashtag the great unfollowing. No shit. Yeah, and these chicks hated it. Oh yeah, it could all like all the OnlyFans girls and stuff like that were like, "This is bullshit. This is sexist." It's like it's not sexist because dudes don't want to come. I thought yeah. this was the issue. They took yeah. the red pill. Everyone <laughs> took the red pill. Yeah, like, what the hell? My dick is really sore right now. That's, like, that's lipstick feminism. Just being yeah. like, no, 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 no. We've got the right to be hot and for you guys to get horny for us. And now that you're making conscious effort to be less of a pig, yeah. I'm insulted. Exactly. Eat it's, the lipstick. Yeah. Stop putting it on. Okay. All right, give us that synopsis, baby. Season one, episode 10. Wicker Envy, 1999, we're in now. When Prue is arrested for stealing a priceless tiara, it is revealed that her boss, Rex, is a warlock. The sisters must prove Prue's innocence and vanquish Rex before it's too late. Boom. 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 Wicked envy sluts. Let's go. All what right. do we think of the episode? Okay, so I think we I think we established at the top that this was a fucking banger. This was the mid-season finale. Yeah. This is where now everything's starting to actually come together. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting to realize what the what like the people that have been placed in this, what their roles are eventually going to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, especially Leo. Leo is, had a very significant, but we'll get to that later yeah, on. Yeah. This made episodes five, seven, and eight all worth it. Yeah. Well, th- this is good. Fucking charm does this thing where, like, every now and again, they'll give you one episode. Where, like, for example, this one, there was no skips. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We try because we, ha- me and Sam, had to refresh ourselves, and we were like, "Oh, we'll skim through it just to remember everything." You physically couldn't skim through it because everything had a good detail in it. Every minute yeah. had a good detail in it. But then there'll be the next episode, which is like, this is all filler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm i pretty sure ages ago I've watched the next couple of episodes and I can't remember, but I think like this is, this to date, I reckon is my favorite episode. It's mm. borderline flawless. Yeah. But I think the next one sort of make up for it. Because I, it's like, I think it dips for a little wait. bit. Yeah. So how does this one start? This one starts with... Okay. So uh, Prue and Piper come back from shopping. Sorry, mm. Prue and Phoebe come back from shopping. You know women. And, and then they see... <laughs> you know what? Shit. Women. These witches be shopping. <laughs> These hot single witches. Whoa, what's that? Whoa, Bernie Mac just entered the studio. <laughs> These, these witches be shopping. 
The ghost of Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> Wait, dude, was it Phoebe that went shopping as well? Phoebe, Phoebe and Prue went shopping. That's her power. A good credit score without any form of employment. <laughs> <laughs> That's her real power. Um, so they come back and then uh, Piper and Leo are chasing each other up the stairs. Piper sees the girls, freezes time, right? Yeah. Piper and Leo are both half dressed. Yeah. And, and then half chubbed. And half yeah. chubbed. She's about to go get war cocked. She's got- <laughs> <laughs> So she's about to go get war cocked. And they're like, and so she frees them like, oh, it's, oh, it's Leo. It's like, go, 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 go. And so they make some sort of remark on her like open clip bra or whatever. Like, Yeah, it's business. the front clasp, the front clasp. Yeah, I didn't know brass had that. It's like, give dude some credit. We'll figure it out. I won't. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Every bra in my entire life I've struggled with. I've, this is me trying to unclasp a bra. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry, can you? Sorry. <laughs> what would a girl, how would a girl react if you went and you were really into it and you ripped it off? Would it be like, what the fuck? If it, if it was me, she would be like, that's sexy. Yeah. I reckon that's After a sexy After she gets move. over all the elastic whiplash across her back. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I Da Vinci coded that chick. <laughs> Dude, when I was 10, I read one of my dad's men's health magazines and it taught, it gave you a tutorial how to undo a bra with one hand. Awesome. And I've, I've so only cool. in the last like four years have I been able to master it. But you know when you read something young and it's just there now forever? Mm-hmm. So, whatever, man. I guess I'm right, just the guy smooth. that wrote that is the coolest person in the world. <laughs> the guy no that wrote yeah, Man's Health Magazine, how to unclip a bra with one hand. Dude, I don't trust any of the writers in the sex sections of Men's Health, just because mm. it's like it's the male equivalent of Dolly. Like it is just some dude with a handful of fucking chips, just being like, "Women yeah. love it when you spit on their back." Yeah. <laughs> like just uh, maybe the best thing to do actually is if you're a dude is to read Dolly. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that actually gives you insight into like what chicks are talking about. Yeah. If you're, because I wouldn't go to like, who's, who the fuck is writing the men's health? I wouldn't go to my uncle to talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. He, what the fuck does he know? Yeah. Except for what he's shown you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was on a boy. Yeah, I know. It's like... (laughs) It made me feel good. Well, I'm going to deal with it later. What, yeah. what do you do with girls? Like, oh, yeah. My uncle taught me about sex. So when I meet a girl, I'm like, where's the dick? Where do, <laughs> where's the crying? Do, the I have, yeah, do I have to make you cry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. So then, so also, what is a nice little touch here? Prue goes upstairs, right? And uh, the cat makes another appearance. Oh. And uh, so Rex appears next to Prue. And starts like whispering in her ear and he's clearly invisible. And he's Mm. like, reach into your briefcase, open up. You see a tiara. Mm. You think it's your date book. So she pulls out this very regal tiara, puts Mm. it in her desk. And then Rex is just like, you want to disrobe and get ready for bed. Creepy. Mm. It just, I was waiting for it to become creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you know what? How about this one? You want to kill yourself and your sisters. The end. The end of charm. Yeah, look, that's the one little plot twist where I'm like, I reckon he could have just made them all kill themselves. But mm. we we established why he didn't a little later. Yeah, but he's a creep, obviously. So then she puts in the desk and then it zooms back out to Rex. He's at the Buckland's auction house with Hannah. And, he's, and Hannah's like, I don't understand how you did this. And he's like, I told you before. Very easy. It's astral projection. I can get into their minds, plan subliminal thoughts. They can't see me. And then I bounce back out. And then he's like, I'll prove it. Watch this. And he's like, gets into Hannah's head. And says, uh, you want to disrobe for him. Like, Rex is just horny. Yeah, desperately. Desperately. Desperately disrobe. Can I Bro, say, I have a voice on me if too. If I could have any power from Charmed, it would be this one. 
Yeah, astral projection's wild. Yeah, I think, I think this really is the cool best. because not only can you go into, you know, make people do what you want to do, mm. but also he can go into different planes of existence. Like, it is the coolest... It's the number one. It's the one, it's the one trick that can literally give you everything you'd ever want. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose maybe that's where it gets lonely. But <laughs> we don't get there. <laughs> How do you know if anyone actually really likes you if you keep popping into their head and telling them? That's a great point. That is so true. Fuck astral projection. Well, I mean, I mean, there is one of those things where it's like any kind of... At what point does heaven become hell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe completeness is the true sadness. I, it totally could be. It's mm. like that... I was listening to that podcast um, about Friendly Geordies talking about um, fucking the Twilight Zone. And I was like, this is how fake deep I am that I was really impressed by this. Yeah. Is there's an episode of the Twilight Zone where this guy keeps winning at the casino. Yeah. And he keeps going, and he's like, I'll put money on black. And then he wins, and everyone goes, yay! And then he parties with everybody all night long, and he wakes up in the hotel the next morning, and he does it again the exact same way, and he wins again. He parties all night long, and he wins every day. He wins every single day until he is there for long enough that he wins once, and he feels nothing, and he's just like, <sighs> and someone's like, something wrong, Mr. Black? And he's like, oh, why do I keep winning? And he's like, well, you don't know. You're dead. And then, oh no! And, and, and he goes, "Am I in heaven?" And he goes, "No, you're in hell." And that's that is like the Twilight Zone. So it, it that whole thing of being like the you can be you can be in the best position, but if you have it enough, that it starts to become torture. Hedonic adaptation is that what it's called? Yeah, I used to live with this comedian, uh, Rathy Dan Rath, mm. and uh, I'm one day I'm just eating a banana in the kitchen, and he comes in, and he just goes, "Hey man, how's the banana?" And I go, oh yeah, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit flowery. It's all right. He goes, oh yeah, that's that hedonic adaptation. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, that's when you get so used to a certain lifestyle or luxury that it becomes boring to you. So you have to keep getting harder and harder hits of luxury and excess. Mm. That's why uh, rich billionaire CEOs are miserable in five-star hotels. That's you and your banana. And then he just walks the fuck out. Whoa. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I don't think it's the same, but I get it. It's also why I was thinking about this today. I was like, I don't know if I find jokes funny anymore, but I find like people's entire lives funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like it's, it's, someone telling me a joke isn't the same as someone whose life is the joke. Yeah. Brilliant. That's the comedic You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. That's that comedic shit though when we all sit at the back of a uh, you know, like a club or a theater or whatever and we're watching comics do jokes and they're killing and all of us are like that's a that's a dumb fucking joke. Yeah, that's whatever. But the audience love it because they don't fucking live and breathe jokes. Yeah, exactly. So it's still fun to them. But when I meet someone or when I see someone like um I talked about it at Magic when I see someone like David Goggins. Yeah. That is the funniest man in oh, the yeah. world to David me. David Goggins. David, David Goggins is like he he is used to be a Navy SEAL. He's one of those like um he's kind of he's not an influencer, but he's kind of like the, these inspirational guys. If you just typed in like inspirational fitness on YouTube, there would be videos of him with music in the background. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he his whole journey was he used to be very very fat, and then he overcame that and not only became skinny but became a Navy SEAL. Cool. Right? Dude, he's just like, he's running shirtless and he's just always like, done 40 miles, who's going to quit? Never quit. Yeah. Doing another 10. Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah. Who's going to carry, carry the, the boats? boats? Yeah. And it's always like very much like, I told my inner bitch to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like really, that. really intense. Yeah. Like really intense. And I find him so funny because that's his entire life. He's the kind yeah. of guy that fights a treadmill because it can't go faster. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's so hilarious. Yeah, that's so, brilliant. We should get back to the episode. Yeah. Sorry, um, 
Okay, so yes, astral projection, and then he makes Hannah horny. Hannah takes off her work clothes, mm. not to reveal a bra and undies, but like a negligee, like she wore her pajamas mm. into work. <laughs> hot, hot. Anyway, so anyway, title card, fancy, oh, San Francisco, so happy. And uh, now Prue keeps changing her clothes. Mm. So she's in front of the mirror. She's going after outfit after outfit. She moves the, food, uh, the shoes towards her. She's heading out. Uh, Phoebe and Prue bump in the hallway. Phoebe's still fucking wearing Prue's clothes, still mm-hmm. stealing her old suits. And Piper comes down the stairs and is late for work. Mm. Why is she late for work, boys? Because she, she got, got She got wall cocked. She got wall cocked. <laughs> Anyway, so they have they have like probably like the funnest bit of dialogue mm. that is in this season where they're like, oh, "Was it was it good?" Spill. She's like, "I gotta go." No, no, spill. Well, it was fun. It was good, but I was nervous, so I kept freezing him. Mm. Oh yeah. And then they said, "Oh," and then she, I kept freezing him, and they were like, "Did you mean to do it?" And she was like, "Well, not the first time," <laughs> which implies that she started figuring out like a good way to do it. Yeah. And I was like, "Did she make him?" I was telling you, I was like. Does that mean that she froze him when he came? Or just before? Or just before. I'm not done! Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, dude, what, what was he, what, what would you experience? Because it would feel like almost like jump cuts during sex, right? For him. I guess so. Yeah. But I feel, he's like, vroom, and he's like, okay, I think I'm done, but I felt no orgasm at all whatsoever. It'd be like the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah, you know how sometimes- There'd be no payoff. You know how sometimes you have those, uh, you have those ghost gasms? Yeah. You guys ever have those? Where yeah, you're like, where you oh. come but nothing really happens. Yeah, you're oh, like, yeah. oh, it, it's more like someone just ran their fingers down your back. Yeah, it's when your dick's like those. too dry almost. It's not like moist enough. Yeah. <laughs> My That's dick doesn't moisten. I'll yeah. level with you. That's not. Well, you're <laughs> not at the level of gay that will is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Scientology. You're not fully clear yet. <laughs> okay, so she keeps freezing Leo and they run off to work. Meanwhile, uh, Prue heads up to the Buckland's auction house and finds the place full of cops, Andy included. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Jaime, the security guard. Jaime. And it's just, that's just Jamie. Your name's Jamie. My name's Jamie. But they're always like, Jaime, what happened? It's like, I know why this cunt's only one episode. Mm. It's because the show, as ridiculous as it is, would it be too ridiculous if there was a character called a Jaime. Jaime, yeah. A grown man. It's also definitely, if you look at the subtitles, it's J-A-I-M-E. Yeah. Brother, yeah. your name's Jamie. It's Jamie, man. Don't like, I know it's probably, it might be South American or Spanish. Cultural respect, but also know where you are. And yeah. in Western culture, your name is on the way to Hymen. But not not, <laughs> even, not even that. Like surely even in Latin speaking countries, or Latin countries, mm. um, Jaime is like the equivalent of like just a really stupid name. I've never heard, uh, n- never heard a footballer called Jaime. Yeah, not once. I don't know anyone called Jaime. Maybe no. that's because I don't live in... Columbia. But. What's worse, Jaime, if it's spelt like Jamie, Jaime or Jame? We're getting real close to some Jamo and Dylan content right now. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, hold on, uh, say it again. Jame. Jame is worse. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bro. Is this a bad time to go? I've got no idea who Jamo and Dylan are. No, and you know what? Keep it that way. I don't yeah, actually, to. you're right. Yeah, yeah no, great. All right, sweet. I'm happy to look at you. I'm so lucky. I'm you're right. so lucky. So they've been robbed, and then turns out all oh, the tiara is missing. The Romanov tiara, right? Mm. The one that Prue was being influenced to put in her desk and whatnot, right? Mm. Rex comes, one. explains the whole situation. Phoebe's there as well, and Rex invites Phoebe to go see the Verve. Yeah. Classic yeah. 90s reference, as you pointed out. You know Bittersweet Symphony? It's a bittersweet. Yeah, yeah, that fucking... Totally doesn't know it. Oh, yeah, no, I do. I can sing the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah, there you go, then. Yeah. Sing it. 
Oh, oh. no, like I definitely... Okay. <laughs> it's a bittersweet symphony. You want to do it with me? Okay, but let's get one, two, then three. You are doing the... Yeah, no, that's... You are doing the Beastie Boys cover. I respect that. Um, okay, so... <laughs> fucking hell, you're young. So... Andy is investigating and Andy, you know, is like, you're going to have to come down to the station. Meanwhile, Rex and Hannah are having a discussion and it's revealed that their end goal is for the sisters to relinquish their powers and give it to them, right? Mm -hmm. We've established these guys are bad guys. Andy is interrogating Prue down at the station. She's getting fucking sassy. And Mm. to be fair, I don't think she has a right to. Like, No, yeah, it looks like you stole the tiara for sure. And yeah, well, you would be the first suspect. You were the last one out of the vault. Last one out of the vault. You work there. To be fair, Prue keeps running in with the cops. Mm. It's not unreasonable. Yeah. And so she makes the very valid point of being like, is this an investigation or an interrogation or a questioning? It's like, who cares? Yeah. You need to answer these questions. She leaves. Daryl comes over and is like, I think I think this bitch is guilty. Mm. And then points out that out of all of the security tapes that they got of the night, the one of the vault is missing. Mm-hmm. Bow, bow. Lock, I'd get that and go, I'd lock her up. So, yeah. yeah, and also the fact that, hey, man, every time that we're at a crime scene, Prue's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and Prue always has a weird excuse to not hang out with me. Mm. And doesn't she say a line when she's like, what, you think I'm hiding a life of crime? No, no, no. No, that- no, that comes later. Yeah, uh, okay, right. Trudeau says that. Oh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so then it's the evening of that night. Um all three of them, including Rex, are at Quake. Phoebe and Rex have just come from watching The Verve and they had a great time, which is the most unrealistic part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Rex is like, um, oh, we're going to go get a table. Apu, you're welcome to join us. And mm. she's like, I'll be fine, thank you. Like just being a real sort of cat about it. Mm-hmm. And they go and then Prue points out that she really wants her work and her life separate. And Prue has so many fucking boundaries yeah, yeah it's not that i really don't think it's that big of a deal if my sibling was dating my boss you know what it's it's definitely weird but if anything i'd be like fuck yeah stop him good and get me I'm, some promo i'm definitely not getting fired yeah, i'm in with yeah. my boss yeah. like yeah i'm definitely yes. not getting fired if you're shagging him neither of my sisters have, have ever done something so nice for me yeah that'd be unbelievable yeah, here's a list of bookers, promoters, and fucking agents. Yeah. If you could just make your way through them, that yeah. would be swell. I'm 100%. I'm going to send my, my sister. one. There's one single one left. I'm setting her up with Kevin yeah. White. Yeah. Do it. Also, I had a really funny thought of, you know how they're after all the sister's powers. I love the idea of Rex being like to Phoebe or whoever being like, I need your sister. Like, we need the powers. We need to be able to freeze time. And we need to be able to use our power. The What's it called? Yeah, um, like the pushy push. Yeah, the yeah, pushy one. The pushy push. And what about my power to see in the future? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hit or miss sometimes yeah, yeah. from what I hear. We can go without it. It'll be all right. <laughs> Doesn't sound completely accurate all the time, yeah. honestly. What about that power of the good credit score? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually got brought up in this episode where Phoebe admits that her power sucks. Yeah, it's just so I funny. really enjoyed that. I was yeah. like, well, at least she knows that she's the personality witch. It's like when you see a comic like, oh, I'm shit. And you're like, oh, okay, thank God. The yeah. elephant's out of the bag. Yeah. And yeah. do you know what's funny about that? Every time I hear that, it's never from a shit comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shit it comics. It's, it's always, if someone says that, it's either, dude, come on, are you going through a rough patch? Or it's, shut the fuck up, you arrogant prick. I'm not re- reinforcing how good you know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never ever just a shit kicker that goes, God, I suck at this. Yeah. God, I, sh- I suck. It only ever happens where someone... Re- I'll tell you what someone that is shit at comedy does, what they do, actually, for real. They write an article. 
They write an article. They write an article about how they don't get booked. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Can we keep that in? Of course. Side note. I love that. All right, guys. Let's all keep our good points to the end. uh... (laughs) (laughs) We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. Um, Okay. So uh, the next morning comes around, right? And uh, the girls are downstairs. Phoebe joins them. And there's a huge bouquet of roses just sitting there. And she's like, ooh, roses. Who are this for? And Prue just with a furrowed brow. I think what you're trying to say is who are are these for? What did I say? Who are this for? Did I say who are this for? Yeah. Yeah. And it was honest. I recoiled. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I recoiled. I think it's who are these Guys, for? I would like to sincerely apologize. My words have gone now. It's all good, man. Thank you. Anyway. It's just the one Phoebe thing we have to do on to speak. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the only. Excuse me, cunt. You used a visual aid last episode. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> Will, you used a visual aid and said six things the entire time. <laughs> Okay, so Phoebe comes downstairs and goes, oh, who are these for? And Prue just goes, guess. And they're obviously from Rex to Phoebe. And there's a little note in the flowers that says, hey, uh, I'm going to help you out with the job. I've got someone you should meet. So Rex has sort of is trying to help get Phoebe a job. And, uh, Good luck. and Prue, Prue is kind of mad, obviously. Yeah. The doorbell rings. Who's standing there? But Daryl and Trudeau. Mm. And uh, no, sorry. Actually, at this point, no, at this point, it's actually just um, it's just Trudeau. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry, I'm getting my episodes confused. Mm. Daryl and uh, Trudeau are there, and they're like, we have a warrant to search your house for the tiara. So yes. they burst in. Again, just the two of them. Yep. Normally there's like a whole team, but just the two of them. They burst in, start searching for the tiara, and so what they have to do, uh, Rex pops back up and starts influencing everybody. Yep. And then this a comedy is, of errors ensues. Yeah, this yes. is a great scene. This is a good scene. Because then Rex is like, you should look in the cabinet. And then he goes to look in the cabinet and Piper freezes and moves the tiara. But Rex is there the whole time. So he's like, you should look under the pillows. And then Trudeau's like, I'm going to look under the pillows. And then they have to keep moving it around until finally, this goes on for a good three minutes. Uh, Phoebe says nothing, grabs it, runs upstairs, comes back. And like they're in the attic. Can I ask in this circumstance, if we're obviously the three of us are witches, if we've put, if we've hidden it, because I remember the third time I heard it, she goes, put it back in the cupboard. They've already looked there. They won't look there again. And they put it in the cupboard, and then obviously he goes back to the cupboard. How long until you're going? There's a cunt astral projecting in our room, influencing these people. Immediately. Oh, you yeah. reckon immediately? Yeah, because because you're witches. Yeah, I think once you are a witch, you have to look everything through the context of oh wait, we're witches. Yeah, they just don't seem to get it yet. No, it's just like yeah, people out to get you every time you're together. Every week, guys. You're, you're forgetting the classic line from episode two. One minute. I'm a Gen Xer addicted to caffeine. Yeah, that's right. Never forget. Um, okay, so blah, 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 blah. Search the house and uh, the comedy bears and stews. Anyway, so it cuts back to Rex and Hannah in the office. He stopped astral projection and he's fucking mad. Mm. He sweeps his desk and has a big old hissy fit. Nothing really happens. They're mm. just like, oh, we've got to, we've got to get a bit creative. Mm. We've got to up the stakes. Up the stakes. And then uh, Leo is Good back. Good pun. And uh, there's a there's a phone call, and Leo just goes, I'm just going to go upstairs, fix the upstairs toilet. Uh, Prue answers, turns out the phone's for Phoebe. Mm-hmm. She's invited to a dinner party. Dude, how fucked is their house? Leo's fixing everything. Dude, that house is so broken. i got to fix the upstairs toilet. Yeah. i got to fix the downstairs kitchen sink. It's like, what are they living who's in? Shit, who's doing shits that big? Yeah. And then why are they then doing it in the kitchen sink? In, Definitely. in the 90s, women didn't shit. Women, I, I, I've heard that. That wasn't popularized that. until Kim Kardashian became famous. Uh, 100% Phoebe's taking donkers. 
Phoebe's the big shitter. Phoebe is 100% the big shitter. Yeah, I'd say so. No doubt. Prue takes rabbit poos. Yeah. The little rabbit I like this. Poos. I actually like where we're going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prue takes little rabbit poos. because she's so stressed. Yeah, mm. and she's very just sphincted up all the time. And she has dry... It's turkey on... Turkey on... Oh, yeah. Turkey, oh, yeah, on, turkey rhino, on rhino mayo or whatever. having big shits. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I think finally Prue... Oh, Piper, sorry. Yep. Piper is not shitting. Piper shits at work. Nice. Yep. Piper shits at work. Um, okay, so... Um, Prue and Piper are talking while Phoebe's on the phone and being invited to a dinner party. And Prue starts to figure out that she's getting framed. And so she reckons Hannah's doing it, right? So she's she's half right. So Leo's in the attic. And this is where Leo changes. So Leo gets into the attic and all of a sudden waves his hands. Huge moment. Huge, huge moment. moment. Biggest moment in the whole season. All of the suitcases open. Yep. You're like, fuck, Leo's got powers. Mm. Um, I wish he had the power to speed up all this fucking housework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he opens up all the cases, close it, pulls a drawer open with his hand mm. uh, magically, sees the tiara, pushes it closed just as Piper walks in. Mm. Piper's immediately suspicious, right? And he's just like, oh, I'm just up here to see if there's any light bulbs I could cannibalize. You know when you need a light bulb to fix a fucking toilet? Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bright idea, ironically. So, um, and then Piper's really suspicious and then Leo drops the bomb of, I think I might have to go away. Yeah. I think I might have to go home for a bit. And she's like, is home far away? It's like, yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah, he's like, sorry, but you've already made me come. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. I could have told you this before we fucked. And we probably still would have fucked it, but we would have been honest. But I'm going to tell you after. Yeah. After you made me ghostgasm. Yeah, yeah. The nut made me remember I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had post-nut clarity. Turns out I don't like you. <laughs> What's that Kenja Taimu, the Japanese term for it? Kenja Taimo, post not clarity. Yeah. Is it really Kenja yeah. Taimo? Does that have some sort of like to English translation of like the space in the brain after? I'm onto it. I'm onto fun? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you spell it? Do you think? Uh, K-E-N-J-A-T-A-M-U. Kenja Taimo. Kenja Taimo. Got it. Keep keep talking. Keep talking. I love those words in other languages that just have no direct translation. Yeah, so that's like, so bizarre. How do you like Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude is a German word which means to enjoy the pain of others, but it, it doesn't mean in a sadomas the failure of others. It wow. doesn't mean in a sadomasochistic way. Okay. Oh shit. Okay, so it does mean post not clarity, but translated literally, it means sage time. Sage time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's real. That- like when you sage a house to cleanse the spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. The spirits of all the dead kids that are on your girlfriend's chest. Fuck. I- Jesus. <laughs> but yes. I love the Japanese. Me too, man. How did they make post Big fan of their trains. so beautiful? Yeah, sage time. Sage time. Gorgeous. And also, like, it, it implies that you're, like, a wise man. Their trains? After you come. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, let me, let me consult the professor. Professor, what should I do? Mm, and then you just go... Yeah, that changes every yeah. movie where they have to go to the men at the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, have a sex me. with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Milk me of my knowledge. <laughs> Here we go. Literally, the only time when a man can think properly is Kenjitaimu. <laughs> that is wild. Great, great. God uh, bless him. Um, see, this is what happens if you just decide to be like, we're not going to worry about thinking about houses too much. Make all the walls paper. We have some fancy words to think of. <laughs> is that a good Instagram bio? Something like Kenja Taimu Warrior or something? Like that? that is actually very, very funny. <laughs> I might make that my bio. Sage time. Yeah. I only work on Kenja Taimu. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start using Kenja Taimu. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that so much. Um, okay, so uh, Leo catches him in the attic and he says he needs to leave. 
Uh, what a dog. But Freebie ends up going to this dinner party. Who? That Phoebe. Okay. So you know, it's just, did you hear Freebie? I did hear Freebie. Yeah. What is going on with my fucking voice at the moment? Hey, hey. You're okay. All right. Just, okay, thanks, you know, man. Yeah, you're on friends. Phoebe. It's good to make mistakes, you're on friends. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. Sorry, maybe I need some Kenja timer. <laughs> Do you guys mind if <laughs> I whack off real off quick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Phoebe Phoebe goes to this uh, uh, apartment. She gets to the door and then Rex appears and puts in her head, you will see a spectacular apartment. She opens the door. What do you know? Fucking spectacular apartment. Yeah. But it's only Rex. Mm. And then she's like, am I early? And he's like, actually, no, you're right on time. Mm. She was like, I thought you were having a dinner party. He goes, yes, we are. With a very exclusive guest list. So creepy. Yep. I'm out of that. That is the biggest red flag of all time. 100%. Dude, dude. this cunt is just a bucket Bro. of bunting. It's disgusting. <laughs> he, he, and then he goes, um, she, 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 he's like, do you want champagne? And she's like, nah. And he goes, oh, I insist. And then he goes and gets the champagne. And, and I was like, she just said, she no. just said no. But what a fancy way to sexually assault someone. Oh, yeah. I've been like, I insist. <laughs> it's like, oh, suddenly you're not creepy. Suddenly you're a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. And can um, we? I was like, I'll tell you what I had written for this. I was like, I bet this dude rapes with his pinky up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what's nuts is that oh. that wasn't creepy enough. He then delivers the worst joke of all time where he goes, I think I can get you an interview with this guy for the job. There's only one thing you have to do for me. She goes, what? And he goes, you need to sleep with me. Oh, yeah. And then she freaks out and he goes, it was just a joke, Phoebe. And it's yeah. like, oh, no. That's, yes. yeah. What kind of man do you think I am? That's one of these jokes where it's like, guys, I, I reckon we should like hook up. Don't you reckon that's, it's like, no, that's so gay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Obviously a joke. Obviously kidding. You're gay. Yeah. You thought I was serious. Yeah, yeah. Gay Will. <laughs> gay Will. <laughs> gay Will. Let's fuck him because he's so gay. <laughs> fuck it up. Straight up. Dude, what is fucking, I'll tell you what. That, that, another great, a real life example of that. Why do you think soggy biscuits are thing? Yeah. That started as a joke by 100%. It's like, dude, that's gay. You're eating each other's cum off a cracker. Gotta commit, bro. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny, man. We just jack off on the same cracker. <laughs> yeah. That is the like, main reason why fucking uh, co-ed schools need to just be exactly that. Yeah. None of this all boys shit because then all of a sudden... You, you don't have any girls around and if you're gay, no problem. But at the same time, no matter how gay you get, yeah. I don't think soggy sayo or mm. soggy biscuit is appealing to anyone. No. Do you know what's worse than eating a cum-covered cracker? Doing it after you have Kenja timer. <laughs> yeah, straight up. When you're in your most wise period. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, it's like, oh. if you think about it, death is just life. And you're eating cum. Well, the worst thing as well is it's the one that, it's the straight one that has to eat it because it's the last person to come. Yeah, the guy that's the least it. turned on by yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's And the first one that comes is just going to get bullied for being gay. Yeah, I'll tell you what, because that is, that tells you what. Like uh, the all boys schools really are like, I feel like, because mm. that feels like something that would have came up in prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like after a minute in prison, you're like, I'm going to fuck that cracker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like that's probably exactly, th that tells you what yeah. all boys schools are probably Being like. in prison is the only way you can make a Vita week look erotic. I'd love to Google <laughs> how it started. How many do you do a day? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to yeah. find out how it started. <laughs> <laughs> Just Tim Cahill on a box of cum-covered <laughs> vitamins. 
high in protein and omega-3. Oh, fuck. Boys, we're on fire today. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing good. Uh, okay, so then... they do- Sorry, Soggy Say originated in Australia in the 1960s. Of course it did. Right after the Depression. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I don't know. I mean, a little. I was gonna say. I mean, a little fucking. That feels more like a a Great Gatsby sort of thing. Maybe it was an honor to Harold Holt. What? <laughs> Our prime minister d- drowned. Let's drown this sayer. Right, like the biscuit was Harold yeah. Holt. Guys, yeah. guys, if we do this, maybe we'll be too gay to go to Vietnam. <laughs> Um, okay, so she's in the apartment and um, she's they're sitting on the couch. And then he goes, just give me two seconds. I'll be back shortly. Make yourself comfortable. And then goes into the other room like he didn't just like shit before mm. she gets there. But he goes and he leans up against the wall and starts doing his astral projection. Comes up next to her and goes, you're having a premonition of Prue being chased by a warlock in the office mm. or whatever. With greater powers than yours. With greater powers. Hey, everyone has greater powers than Prue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. moves chairs. She, <laughs> she moves chairs and shoes. That's yeah. it. Homewares. She can move homewares. Um, and so Phoebe, she, she is the Beyond part of Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so she goes, and then Phoebe's like, "Oh, I can't explain. I have to go. Uh, I'll call you." Blah blah blah. Runs out, and then she runs out, and Rex like clicks his fingers or whatever, and the apartment changes, and it's no longer spectacular. It's empty, bare, and really awful. Can I say, I didn't hear him whisper to her, um, you're going to go into a really nice apartment. So for me, that was the reveal. Ah. And it was really oh, cool. I was like, That's Whoa. way better. Actually, yeah. that is better. That's way better. I went, that's sick. Like yeah. that. Like I was really impressed. Mm. And so she runs out and then Rex calls uh, 911. And he's like, I'm at the Buckins auction house. I think someone's trying to kill me. But he says it in a way that sounds like he's making a prank call. Yeah. <laughs> someone's trying to kill me. Did he also a naughty put on boy. an American accent? No, I don't think so. He was still no? very British. Oh, okay. Sorry. That it... guy is unavoidably English. Yeah. Oh, come on now, Sam. Don't say that. Oh, no, I must. Look at this Hugh Grant motherfucker. Yeah, he's definitely what Hugh Grant should have been. Um, should have been. Sorry, he, he is... He has... He was God's first go at Hugh Grant. Yeah, I was trying to say that Hugh Grant took the career that he thought he had. Yes. How pissed would you be that Hugh Grant at at that time was still able to revive it after like paying in the 90s a transgender prostitute to suck him off on the side of the road? Did you you not know that? No, I didn't know that. He got arrested for it and everything. And then he did, swear to God, this is how to get get around getting cancelled. He then just did a talk show tour apology. And everyone was like, well, he seems to be sorry for it. And then no one cared. Wait, Wait for so a movie? No, for for that whole uh, fiasco. Because it went really public. Have you guys not, You guys Wait, don't know no. He played a film. No, real life. No, no. Yeah. Hugh Grant in real life in LA on Hollywood Boulevard got sucked off in public on the street at the side of his car from a black transgender prostitute in the late 90s, which would tank your career, yeah. particularly if you're a leading man. And then he just proceeded to get out in front of it, do the whole talk show tour, an apology tour, laughed it off, was in Paddington Bear. Holy Just shit. Just like that. Oh, Done. I thought you were saying he did a film where he played a black transgender prostitute. No, no good heavens. Okay, no, yeah. no. What a wild leap. Crazy. To it's crazy. go through that and then end up in music and lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
No one gives you Grant the level of respect for bouncing back that hard. Straight up. Oh my god, look at all these movies that he's been a part of ever since. Give me another one. Uh the 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 the, the Love Actually. Oh, oh yeah, of classic. course. Yeah, Love yeah, yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard dude, of that dude, one. he he just he got so far out in front of it and just wrote it. He didn't in like unlike fucking Michael Richards with the Kramer thing. Have you guys seen the Kramer apology on? Um, I think it's Letterman. I've never no. seen the apology. They but do I love a they do video. a live cut to Kramer because he's not in the studio and he's apologizing, but everyone's kind of laughing because they just think he's doing a bit. Like he's trying to sincerely apologize for the comedy oh, lounge rant. That's right. And they're all just like, "Oh, look at this absolute crack up." Ah, uh, Kramer would say the n word. Oh, hold on. He just recently addressed it. Hugh Grant. He he addressed it this year. What was it? Uh, did what did he say? It? I was for transgender rights way before anyone. Yeah, now it's cool. I was paying them to suck me. I was going to say, yeah. How is that cancelled? I guess back then ba- in the nineties. Back oh, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy as well. Also, sex work was. Uh, I think it still is actually illegal in LA. So it was like he was breaking the law, right? And he was doing it in public. Let's yeah. okay. So I was about to launch my first Hollywood film. My timing was impeccable. My problem was my first Hollywood film, and I'd just been to see it. He told Mark Maron of the podcast. Bad feeling about it, blah blah. blah. I was in atro- I was in an atrocious frame of mind, and then, whoa, okay. So then he went for it, right? He had sex with the trans, uh, the trans prostitute. Then he was arrested for it. Hugh pleaded no contest to the charge and was fined a thousand dollars, placed on two years probation by Judge Robert in order to complete an AIDS education program. No. Damn. This is the 90s, man. That's some real 90s shit. Yeah. So, Prue... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, we'll talk about this later. Go on. All right, okay. So, then, here we, are, here we are. Okay, so Prue's back up at the auction house, right? So, she is there. And who pops in but Jaime? Jaime's Hi, like, Prue, I swear, if there, you definitely didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. She goes into Hannah's office, jumps, in Hannah's comp- jumps onto Hannah's computer... And uh, starts looking up like information on Hannah and Rex. Mm. Finds out that they're not in the employee database at mm. all. Oh yeah, this was bizarre. Yeah, no, I thought this was a nice touch. And then Rex is in her ear. So Rex pops up and goes, "There's a warlock behind you with superior powers. Mm. You hear a scream. You follow it to the basement." So she goes down to the basement, and who's in the basement? But good old Jaime. Mm. And Jaime's walking around, and then out of nowhere, someone bludgeons Jaime in the back of the head. And Jaime is now dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bludgeons. Someone lightly taps him with like, it looked like a wet sock. It's like, like that. Yeah. Dead. It, and, then, and then it's Hannah and Hannah plants a videotape on him, right? <laughs> so then Prue runs down to the basement, <laughs> finds Jaime, picks up the, the, what was used to kill him, sees the videotape. And that's when Phoebe's like, Prue, 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 Prue. Because if we know anything about Phoebe, for some reason, she always just knows to go straight to the basement. Yeah. And so then we go to what would have been an ad break. We come back, the basement, dead body, full of cops, Prue mm. and Phoebe. And then they find out that the tape that Jaime was like, that was placed on Jaime mm. was the missing. On a soft skulled body. <laughs> Will actually brought up a good point. Yeah, I didn't realize that at the time, but it should have been a harder hit. Yeah, it was like, they must have gotten him. Remember back in primary school when that kid was like, if you get touched like right there on the back of the head, you die instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They must have just gone, dunk, and just... Dink. Yeah, like they were like, we'll get a 12 year old to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then essentially Andy and uh, Daryl are there 
and they're like, we've got the tape proving that you did it. Yep. And Phoebe's like, how dare you? Are you sure this is not just because you guys, she dumped you? Nah, got it on video. Nah. Got it on video, dead body. You're in the <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> Bye, Yo, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. Goodbye. <laughs> Proof. Yeah. You're there. If you should see it from the front, then you can see it from the back, 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 back. Just play while they walk out years, in slow mo. You're that. I got it on video. <laughs> he showed in dumper. No. Look. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Do oh, with another that. angry white man because yeah. I didn't give him sex. I have it on tape. <laughs> so I dumped you, bitch. I dumped you, bitch, because you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> She's a witch. Can you start scaring me? Yeah, it goes on. And then, <sighs> anyway, you're looking at 25 to life. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So then Prue at least is like, I look guilty as hell. And Phoebe's like, this is fucking bullshit. Mm. And they take him out. Such a new town girl. Anyway, so <laughs> so um, Piper and Phoebe go like, we need to go back to, uh, Phoebe's like, we need to go back to Rex's apartment. And he'll help us. They go back to the apartment and they just open the door and it's fucking empty. It's bare. And then Piper's like, are you sure this is where you went? And Phoebe's like, absolutely. Picks up her lipstick. This is my lipstick. He is a fucking warlock. Yeah. I'm dating a warlock. And then Piper's like, well, that, that makes two of us or whatever. Says some sort of snarky remark. Anyway, Prue is in the cell. She's in a holding cell. She fights her flatmate. Like she throws him back against the wall because he's being creepy. Mm. Whatever. Anyway, so Andy and Daryl are back at the station. And Andy's Daryl comes up to him and goes, Andy. He goes, oh, first name. I didn't think he knew it. Mm. She's like, I heard Prue say it. Very nice moment between the boys. It was Loved a nice it. moment. This Loved is a it. Very good, homo. Good scene. Very sweet. And then Andy makes the very good point. Do you reckon there's fanfic between them two? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, God. Let's find it. There dude, there'll be. be fanfic between Leo and the kitchen sink. They don't stop. Um, and so then Andy makes a good point. It was like, I'm running background checks on all the employees. You have to admit, this was a bit too easy. And then Daryl's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. We got her on tape. And he's like, well, I'm doing background checks, but it's a bit too easy. It's not clouding my judgment. Both of them are making good points. This is a really good scene. Really good scene. Phoebe and Piper figure it out. They figure out that Rex is, in fact, uh, a warlock, and uh, they need to bust Prue out of the cell. So they go to this little holding cell. Uh, Phoebe makes Piper freeze time. And this is like just really important, but really kind of uneventful. They go in, they bust Prue out. On their way out, Prue pinches a donut from a cop. I love that she did that. I'll I tell you why too. I love that she did that. Because when I was watching it, when she was coming in, I saw the donut. I was like, that was a good donut. It looked so delicious. Dude, it was so distracting. Something I was like, like 90s donuts. Donuts in TV shows are way better and make you feel think they're better than when you actually eat a donut. Totally. But yeah, yeah I saw it. I was like, oh, it looks like such a good donut. And on her way out and she took the donut. I was like, bro, I'm Prue. <laughs> I was like, I'm Prue, dude. Dude, it was a classic Simpsons donut. It was frosting, sprinkles. Oh, it was real just fat. so good. Nothing like a good donut. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I just love how uneventful it was. Phoebe with the no powers, by the way, she just walks in. And that's just... what I was going to say. That's when she references, because she's like, okay, so we'll open the door. You freeze them. And she's like, ready? Go. And then she opens the door, freezes them. Then she, uh, Piper? Yeah. Piper goes in and Phoebe's like, stupid. I'll guard the door. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. She was like, stupid, cool powers. And I was like, oh, good. You know that your powers Yeah, cool. You're self-aware. Yeah. Um, so as they're going out, they walk out. They've done it. Suddenly a photo gets taken. Who's mm. there but Rex standing yeah. outside of the car. My boy. Just doing his whole shit. Just being like, Rex is like, ah, yes. 
And they were like, well, why don't you just kill us? And he's like, I've seen what you could do when you're confronted directly. I needed to have a more tailored approach. Mm. I thought blackmail might be good. Mm. You know what I love about that? The first thing I thought when he took the photo of them, and he was like, I might take this photo of the cops. Have fun waiting a week for it to develop cunts. That's what I was waiting <laughs> back in the night. That's going to develop, it's going to take a week, and it's going to look like shit. So yeah, have but fun. it's a Polaroid. It's just a Polaroid photo. Okay. He shows it to him. There we go, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Will's, Will's fucked over immediately by Rex. <laughs> do your <laughs> research. Have fun, have fun developing that motherfucker. He's like, it's a Polaroid. Right. Like, True. All right, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> okay, yeah. Balls, dick, all Sorry, of it. Sorry, yeah. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so Good then plan, Rex, Rex is like, um, Hannah's at your apartment right now retrieving the tiara. And I need all your powers in this stupid gay little lamp. And he hands oh. over like this old, old mm. lamp. And he's like, in the Book of Shadows, there's a relinquishment spell. You need to put all your powers in here and return to Buckland's auction house. Mm. You don't have long. Pretty much just as long until they realize that Prue's missing. And at this point, the whole time, I'm just like, fucking freeze him. What are you What are yeah. you doing? That's my only beef with this episode is at that point, I'm like, freeze him, throw him back into the car, take the photo, beat mm. this cunt. Yeah. Club him over the head. Yeah. Or like get a 12-year-old to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they get know where the spot is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then they and so then they're back at the house. They find the relinquishment spell, and they're like, "Do should we do it? I don't know." And they're like, "Well, we have to because he might be watching us." And then blah 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 blah, because he's like, "If you give us the powers, I'll simply say that I misplaced the tiara," which is a bit bonkers considering they have footage of Prue stealing it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I was like, "But she's going to jail already." Well, it makes me think he wasn't going to hold up his end of the bargain. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, he's an evil British warlock. True that. So then they do the they do the spell, classic sort of shitty CGI happens and all the spell and all their powers go into this lamp, right? And so then we cut back to Rex and Hannah at the auction house and they're just waiting. And this scene is the only scene, it only, the only purpose it serves is for you to see that Hannah can turn into a panther. Yeah. So she's Hilarious. like being real sexy and crawling towards Rex yeah. and then she turns into... A not particularly fuckable panther. Yeah. yeah it's a literal... It's not like a cat woman or, you know, some sort of half hot, like... You know, like, did anyone play Skyrim? Like a Khajiit? It's not like a yeah, hot Khajiit yeah, yeah. or anything like a that. A cat with tits, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a legitimate panther. It's just yeah. a panther hanging out in the office. It's a black panther. It morphs. She morphs into a panther. So Also, again, CGI being so bad that they may as well have gone, okay, she's turning into a panther. She's turning into a panther. All right, someone carry her out now and <laughs> bring a panther back in. <laughs> Um, okay, so yes, and Andy is just finishing up his background checks. Meanwhile, back at the police station, and then he finds that both Rex, I think it's Rex Harrison, Rex Harrison and Hannah Wilson or whatever her name is, mm. finds that they're completely different people. Turns out that Hannah is actually this really big black chick that mm. died in uh, mm-hmm. the 20th of <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Oh, what? shit. That's all, that was Bernie Mac. <laughs> Bernie Mac's back? Uh, he was here the entire time. <laughs> you know what makes that so funny? Is after he said that Alex made a solid second. I was watching it clock over in his head. You're like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a pause for the thought. <laughs> oh, continue, please. Bernie, stop it. Bernie, quit. Tears. Kick your eyes, kid, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Bernie, get out of here. Come on. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. All right, so it turns out that... <laughs> he just ran away. Was he a horse? He ran away. <laughs> no, you thought he was wearing shoes. I just love... So Imagine the black woman comes up and Dale just goes, damn. <laughs> Hannah, you've changed. 
Mama? No, sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sorry. Daryl, you know this bitch? <laughs> All right, so turns out that these people, Rex and Hannah, have both died on the exact same day. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> I have no idea how you summarized a whole stereotype without even using a vowel. <laughs> That's my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, finger me. That's so good. Uh, okay. All right. So Rex and Hannah, clearly he's like, something's up. I know who framed Prue. Again, how you've got footage of her stealing it, but okay. Mm. Right. Done. Anyway, so the three sisters are now back at the uh, Buckland's auction house and they've got the little silly, <laughs> silly little sorry, lamp. Sorry, sorry, what? Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck. So they're back at the auction house and they're like, oh, this is, here's the lamp with the stupid fucking powers. And then Rex is like, oh, it feels a bit anticlimactic, doesn't it? <laughs> Brow, pull it together, William. Are you still laughing at mm-hmm? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm taking the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's got to be done. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Oh, let's go on the social. Okay. I'm good. All right. Are we all? Are we all in the the equivalent of Kenja Taimu? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm there, bro. I can see the tears streaming down your face. I know. Really. I just can't look at Alex because that's what made me laugh again. Is he was trying not to laugh as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the three of them were at Buckland's auction house. Yes. Holding the lamp, and then that's when uh, Rex is like, "Oh, it feels a bit anticlimactic, doesn't it?" Maybe we should spice things up or whatever. He takes one step to the left. Who's there but the fucking panther? Yep. Hannah's there. Now, as this is happening, we cut back to Leo, who's in the attic, and he's using his powers to fix the Book of Shadows because it should be pointed out, the relinquishment spell wiped the book. That's right. So he's getting everything back in the book, and then the lamp bursts open, the powers swirl around, all go back into the girls, and then just as the panther leaps to attack them, bang, Piper freezes it, right? Panther midair, and then they take a step back, and then Prue just moves Rex in front of the Panther. Brilliant. Time unfreezes. Panther jumps on Rex. Once again, I think he might have been hit in that particular part of the head because the Panther gets him. No blood. No. No. Just having a little nap. Yep. Hannah turns out from the Panther, and she comes back into like being a human, and she's like, what have I done? Oh, my God. And then... They just get like engulfed in CGI flames, yep. screaming, being dragged back to hell. Yep. But she says something very interesting, I think. She goes, wait, I didn't fail. It was him. I he didn't did. fail. Oh, Implying yeah. that they are serving a master. Yes. That is yes. very powerful. Yes. Yes. The that devil. Mm, oh yeah, because there's that line when they're back at um when when they're out the front of the police station, and I think Phoebe goes go to hell, and he goes love to darling, I miss it terribly. Yes, great, that's my favorite line. Great it's a good line. line, great yeah. line. Which makes because okay, so we we know that Julian McMahon is plays someone in Charmed, right? Yes, he's he's on the posters. I think he might be the devil. He looks like a devil. Oh, that's like, a good call. I reckon mm. he's probably going to have this like he's probably the master. I'm going to say he's the master in some way. Yeah, that's a fair point. Change your look. Change how we look. Because he has that like steely look. Mm. That's why he played Doctor Doom. Does anyone put money on it? I think he definitely is the lead villain, but he one hundred percent is being introduced as a love interest. Yes, I yeah, agree I with that. Yeah, I, I agree yeah, with I think that. So too. Yeah, I think he's going to be introduced as a love interest. 
So Hannah and Rex get engulfed in flames, sucked back to hell. Uh, Prue, meanwhile, gets snuck back into jail. Yes. Andy comes and visits them. He visits her and uh, says that she's innocent. Mm. Which, again, again, Got you on there's tape, footage bro. of you stealing the tiara. Yeah. But, all right, you know what? Andy's still keen on her. Whatever. Maybe he buried the tape. Magic pussy. And then he's like, maybe you can explain this photo then. And then he shows them the Polaroid. She's like, I don't fucking know. Anyway, so everything's been resolved. They're back in the house. And Leo is back up in the attic. And, no, sorry, the girls are in the attic. Mm. All the spells are back in the book. Leo comes in. And then he's like, I was right. Turns out uh, I have to leave. She's like, why? And he's like, Kenja timer. <laughs> I had to leave. I'm done. I'm doing a dump and run. And so, and then they have a big kiss and then he has to leave. He walks out the door, but he turns into the the same essence that was what their powers were yeah, stored he as. he like dissipates. And he mm. dissipates out the door. Um, and it's a beautiful sort of sad it season. It should another it should have been episodes. the season ending. But it's worth noting as well that they burn the relinquishment spell. They tear it out of the book and they burn it. Yes. Also uh, indicating that they're witches forever. Yeah. God, I mean, Prue must just have the best vag because imagine being another cop and Andy's like, no, nope, she's innocent. And he's like, there's tapes, there's all this evidence. He's like, she's innocent. I'm telling you that. No, bro. She got that. Yeah, the pussy. level of Kenja Taimu that her pussy gives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. see through like physical evidence. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. he hasn't solved a crime since they broke up. He needs the Kenja Taimu to solve crime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes every now and again, you have a cum that makes you better. Yeah, it's true. That is so, so true. And that was back in the days when cops were getting pussy. Like yeah. consensual pussy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When cops were still heroes. Yeah. When people were like, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. So like a dude just directing traffic. <laughs> Man. Um, how about we but, say how many what's like a good like how many tiaras? That's a bit boring. How many stupid little lamps out of ten? Stupid little lamps? Alex, what do you want to put forth? I was gonna say how many shiny donuts. Let's go oh, donuts. That's a good one. I like shiny donuts. All right, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give this one a. I might say ten shiny donuts out of ten. I'm gonna second you on that. Yeah, this is a ten out of ten episode for me because I was about to give it a nine, and then I was like, "What would make it better?" And I was like, "You know what? I actually couldn't think that anything that was missing from this episode." It was. It's hands down for me. This one and the the one with the guy from Harold and Kuma, yeah, with Yama, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- these have been like two genuine standout fucking episodes for real. This this one, everything was very like everything that was included needed to be there. Yeah, there was no filler. The villains that were being set up as villains for this entire season finally go to hell. Yeah, a lot like gets resolved. We find out Leo's fucking magic. Yeah, all of that's good. Yeah. I reckon ten. I'm gonna give it ten shiny donuts. Yep, I second that. I'm going to give it seven shiny donuts Jeez. out of ten. Seven. Oh, seven. What could have been basing, better? What could have been better? I'm basing my scores not off as a charmed episode. I've always based my scores off me enjoying a show, basing them all across all sorts of media and show. That's how I've always judged it. But you can't judge it off of what you know now. It has to be off of what was like... Well, then if, the if I'm judging it off a charmed episode mm. and off charmed, I'm, I'm going to give it then eight... Again, for me, I still want to see a great villain battle. I'm still yet to see an actual battle. Like, these True. were the two villains that were set up, and they mm. just sort of tricked them at the last minute. I want to see a little bit more of that. At least they didn't rhyme them away. I, I was course, just about yeah. to say of that. Of course, it's an improvement, but yeah. I want to see stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, just a couple, it just it wasn't a nine, for, in, my, in my opinion. Okay. For me to give a nine, I need to feel. 
and all I right. feel like I didn't get that. So I think eight. I'm gonna give it eight shiny donuts. Okay, out of 10. okay, all right. That's good. Oh boy, oh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're re-recording um, this ending. <laughs> uh, that was great. App. That was a very good app. I think the best episode of Charm so far. It's yep. gonna be excited for what's to come. Yes. Not only the best episode of Charm so far, I think that's the best episode of the boys watch Charm so far. Oh, it's it's up fucking there. up there. Yeah, that was so much fun. That was really fun. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and you know what? Because you listened to the episode, do something nice for yourself this week. Yeah, give yeah. yourself a massage. Do you want to outline something? What's something nice? Buy yourself tickets to Sam's show. Nice. There you go. There you go. You're gonna love it. And Sam will give you a massage. Yeah, I'll oh, give yeah. you Kenja timer. <laughs> mm. I'm not forgetting that phrase now. It's beautiful. All right. Thanks Catch for you. listening. Bye.